Greetings, this is Douglas Gimple, Senior Portfolio Specialist at Diamond Hill Capital Management, and this is Understanding Edge. Over the span of episodes that we've published on this podcast since we launched back in August of last year, we've covered a wide range of topics, ranging from the African swine fever to Disney Plus to the impacts of COVID-19 and all areas in between. Today, I'm sitting down with Diamond Hill's semiconductor and internet advertising analyst, Varun Gupta, to discuss a couple of topics that are staples in science fiction movies, but are becoming more and more impactful in our global economy, artificial intelligence and machine learning. I'm a huge movie fan and I couldn't help but think of movies like The Terminator, The Matrix, or Avengers Age of Ultron. We won't be discussing these movies today, but I'm sure they may pop into your thoughts while listening to how this industry continues to advance at an astounding pace. As we continue to work through these unprecedented times, I ask for your understanding for any sound issues or background noises that may occur. As always, stay safe and stay healthy. And whether you take the blue pill or the red pill, I hope you enjoy my conversation with Varun Gupta. Uh, Varun, thanks for joining me today on the podcast. Really appreciate your time. Uh, thanks for having me in the podcast, Doug. I listen to all the podcasts that you put together and, and I find them very informative. So thanks for all the effort that goes behind it. Oh, thank you. And thanks for the feedback. Uh, let's, let's jump right into it. Uh, when I was conducting some research for our conversation today, I learned that artificial intelligence and machine learning have been around for a lot longer than I realized. Uh, I thought it was something that was much more recent, but the phrase artificial intelligence was first coined in 1956 by John McCarthy, who is one of the founders of the discipline of artificial intelligence. But it seems like only recently that we've really started to see the benefits of AI and machine learning. So what has changed over the past several years to lead to such an advancement? That's a good question, Doug. As we will speak in the later part of our conversation, machine learning basically relies on computer algorithms to analyze huge data sets and then learn from that data and derive meaning from that. And these algorithms can do this analysis way faster than any human being can do. So today there are thousands of use cases of machine learning. Uh, one example I could think of where all of us can relate is the use of machine learning uh, to, it actually used very frequently these days to remove or filter fake news. As all of us know that both Google and Facebook's ecosystems, they are used by billions of users. And there are several bad actors out there which are using these uh, internet services to spread misinformation in our society. So how do we uh, solve this problem of fake news and flagging them in near real time before it spreads uh, uh, further on the internet and hurts our society. This is where uh, machine learning algorithms come to our rescue. These algorithms can learn from uh, past uh, news data and figure out what is legitimate news and what is fake, fake news, and then allow the legitimate news to be disseminated while prevent the fake news from being propagated uh, further. So with this open internet system we have today, uh, it, it being open it provides numerous benefits, but it also leaves a door open for these bad actors to use this open internet to inject, inject uh, misinformation in our society. 
So rather than hiring millions of human content reviewers to critically examine each and every news, whether it's true or fake, you have these algorithms do this job for us. And they do this very quickly. So if the news is not fake, it's actually disseminated very fast all over the, all over the internet. And we as users can make important decisions based on that. So that's just one example of how machine learning is used to improve the quality of uh, news and information on the internet. Uh, regarding your question of what has led to this advancement in the recent years, there are three key factors in my mind. Uh, the first is the rapidly falling cost of uh, computing and computer storage. This has enabled uh, processing needed to analyze these huge data sets to be economically feasible. Uh, with the innovation of sem in semiconductors, which is the other area I cover here at Diamond Hill, the cost per transistor reduces by a significant factor every two to three years. And with this reduced computational cost, something that wasn't worthy of exploring in the past now becomes economically uh, justifiable to do so. And storage costs have also reduced uh, that allows these uh, amount, vast amounts of data to be stored cheaply. The second factor is the rise of cloud computing and the penetration of high-speed internet. Both cloud computing and availability of high-speed internet allows any company, however big or small, to access the state-of-the-art uh, data centers and run these algorithms. It allows uh, for experimentation. So with just a credit card, one can rent access to these data centers without spending huge amounts of money. For example, a data center today takes six to nine months to uh, build as well as cost several billion dollars. And any business anywhere in the world today can access these facilities by just having a credit card and, and high-speed internet access. So that's the second factor that is driving uh, machine learning. And the third factor is the explosive growth of data that we have seen in the last 10 years, especially when smartphones were released about 10 or so years ago. So today you have several billion intelligent devices out there on the internet. You have smartphones, you have personal computers, you have voice assistants, and you have billions of users using these services all, all the time. And the side effect of that is that you're generating these enormous volumes of data. So just the availability of this data provides these algorithms uh, with an abundant resource from which they can learn and find patterns as well as improve uh, when new uh, data is captured. So in my uh, example of how machine learning is used to combat fake news, as new types of uh, fake news are invented by bad actors, these algorithms can be trained to learn from them. And once they learn, it can be deployed in data centers very quickly so that they scale up to prevent further news attacks. So something that was impossible or uneconomical 10 years ago, uh, today it has become possible and economical because of these three technological forces. And that has uh, brought in like machine learning uh, to the forefront today. So can you distinguish how the terms machine learning and AI are, are different from each other? Because as a layman, I view them as almost the same thing, but I, I know that I'm wrong when I think that. Now that's a great question, especially as many users uh, like you and I equate these terms, but they're actually different. 
machine learning actually relies on algorithms to analyze the huge data sets and it's actually a subset of the broader field of artificial intelligence while ai is when machines are displaying natural intelligence as we humans are exhibiting so machine learning algorithms can perform analytics way faster than any human can but these algorithms today cannot think they cannot be creative they cannot exhibit nuance of the situation as some science movie science fiction movies portray so the main point of confusion between machine learning and ai is that sometimes the media hypes these two concepts to create sensationalism uh some people just assume that simply because a machine got better at doing its job uh, in my example flagging past known patterns of fake news that it is also intelligent that it can apply nuance and creatively adapt to new types of fake news so that's the difference between the two um the best way to in my mind to kind of think between the two terms is to, to look at the two keywords the word learning of machine learning and intelligence from artificial intelligence and look up the dictionary meaning of them to understand the subtle but important difference between them one thing i would also caution uh, to our listeners is that machine learning algorithms are not perfect and they do make uh, mistakes which seem so obvious to us humans so that's an a area of constant research going forward so in your industry perspective you mentioned uh both google and facebook advertising business benefit from machine learning techniques what size uh companies or advertisers are using these advanced abilities from google and facebook uh, it seems like you'd have to you might not need the largest advertising budget in the world to be able to take advantage uh, of some of these capabilities and can any other companies offer this type of advertising proposition as many of our listeners may know uh, ad revenue and profit that google and facebook they drive the fundamentals of both these businesses and uh, apart from advertising driving these businesses uh, both these companies generate a significant portion of the revenue outside the us where advertisers are placing ads in different languages are complying with local cultural norms and laws which are very diverse across the globe so for example something that is acceptable in the us may not be uh, culturally or legally acceptable in france so one has to have nuance about uh, like all these different uh, situations that may occur all over the globe Recently uh, Facebook announced that it has more than 8 million advertisers that's a big number of advertisers and i estimate that google's uh, advertiser base is somewhere uh, similar to that so in my opinion the use of machine learning enables a positive feedback loop a kind of a virtuous cycle between users advertisers and and google and facebook as well The first benefit is that users are accessing very high quality content and they are not bombarded with any irrelevant or spam ads or bad content. The second is that the advertisers benefit because so many so much of the complex functionality behind executing an ad campaign is simplified and automated for them 
and a lot of the mundane and boring tasks uh, are actually freed. Uh, the advertisers are actually freed from doing them. So some of the key functionalities that is enabled by machine learning is that it allows advertisers to locate the right uh, audience, the right target customer. It reduces the complexity of managing tasks of like different ads, different mediums, manage the ad bidding process against other competitors. And then they provide a real-time uh, feedback to advertisers to let them know whether they are spending their budgets effectively or not. So uh, you actually do not need uh, not that much sophistication to use these ad offerings. And that's the beauty about this self-serve ad platform that Google and Facebook have. They support businesses of all sizes. So historically, if you think of traditional advertising, such as advertising on TV, newspaper, or radio, it actually limited uh, any business uh, from kind of efficiently advertise without incurring a significant, significant initial investment uh, into like advertising on TV and newspaper and radio, because there was not there was not a good feedback loop. You cannot iterate and try multiple things. And uh, that would cause uh, these ads to kind of miss what their goal was. And now, uh, in the case of digital advertising at Google and Facebook, you can try so many different uh, experiment with new ads. You can try different version of ads and then use analytics to ensure that you are reaching your um, uh, right audience. And the other good part about these uh, platforms is that uh, advertisers can utilize their budget in a flexible manner based on their business needs. They can increase their spend, decrease their spend, or pause uh, depending on their business environment, which was not easy to do in the traditional advertising uh, methods of TV, newspapers, or, or even radio. Regarding can other companies offer such ad services, uh, the other companies which have the potential of competing with Google and Facebook over the next five years are Amazon and uh, Snapchat and some of the Chinese internet companies such as Tencent, such as Tencent and ByteDance. Uh, ByteDance is the parent company of the uh, short video app TikTok. So as people hear more and more about uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning, there are concerns that, that begin to arise about, you know, these functions will begin to replace human employees. You know, why spend money on a person that needs health benefits and bonuses, et cetera, when a computer can do it more efficiently and at a cheaper price? That's a genuine concern, Doug, and I can completely relate to it. As an aside, uh, several of us at Diamondale are huge fans of uh, Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger. And this very specific question about technology change uh, was asked to both of them in the last year's uh, annual uh, Berkshire Hathaway meeting. And their response is actually always fresh in my mind when I think about disruption brought uh, by technology. And as part of the response, uh, Buffett said, that about 200 years ago, more than 90% of the US population was working in farms. And in these last 200 years, a new farm machinery, tractors, and all the latest technology in agriculture had have disrupted the job market in that sector 
and today less than 2% of the US population is employed in agriculture. So while at the same time in these 200 years, uh, human ingenuity and creativeness has created far more uh, number of jobs and better jobs that, that was possible 200 years ago. So for more details on the response, I encourage our listeners to listen to the 2019 Berkshire Hathaway annual meeting, especially uh, Charlie, uh, Charlie Munger had a very fun and insightful take on it. Uh, so any technology change brings its advantages and disadvantages. Uh, my personal view is that the best view to benefit from these technological changes is to continue your learning and education and kind of be a learning machine throughout your life and adapt to these changes. And I'm not saying that's easy, uh, and I'll be the first one to admit that. Uh, but one benefit of these technological changes that I mentioned earlier in the podcast is that extremely good educational courses are available virtually or on demand for free or at a very low fee over the internet. And we can all learn from uh, some amazing professors that are located in different parts of the world at just the comfort of our own homes. And actually, uh, there are some uh, cases that I've heard where people uh, knew nothing about machine learning and AI. They actually took uh, these courses online and then utilized those skills to get a job at Google, Amazon, and Facebook. So it has also created opportunity which wasn't possible 10 years ago. Uh, so I know technology has its pluses and minuses, and uh, that's how I would kind of answer that uh, question. Yeah, it's a fascinating way of thinking about it. I, I hadn't thought about where we've been over the last, or how far we've come over the last 200 years, and well, uh, the job dynamic has changed and benefited everyone, and how that can, that can happen going forward as well. Um, so how do you account uh, for the value of AI and machine learning development when you're determining the intrinsic value of a company you are analyzing? How quickly can that evaluation turn when either the company or its competition makes a significant advancement? This is another good question, Doug. As long-term intrinsic value investors, we constantly monitor how a company's mode might change in the future. And a significant portion of my estimate of Google's and Facebook's intrinsic value depends on the mode that they possess today. So when I look at past history, uh, in technology sector, we see that companies are more susceptible to losing their moat when new innovations are driven by technological advances are brought to the market by either existing competitors or new entrants. And I was uh, recently reading somewhere that 20 of the largest uh, public software companies in the 1980s and 1990s, the only company that still remains today uh, as a public company is Microsoft and everybody else uh, has uh, been disrupted. So we can see how competitive the landscape of technology is and how soon it can change. And it's, it actually makes sense because these businesses have very high incremental margins and revenue growth. So they naturally attract a lot of competition. So to answer your question, uh, when I look at machine learning and its impact, I put uh, things in two big buckets. The first bucket is when I monitor the competitive landscape to see if any competitor is building a product or service using machine learning 
uh, where they have a potential to provide more value to a user or an advertiser than what Google and Facebook can offer. And can these competitors develop something so unique with the use of machine learning that Google and Facebook are not able to match? So I'll give you an example, like uh, a few years ago, Apple launched its voice assistant Siri and Amazon launched Alexa. It was a new way for users to um, interact with uh, machines. And then in six to nine months, Google launched uh, its own voice uh, assistant called Google Assistant to match uh, the capabilities of uh, Siri and Alexa. And if you look at some of what the reviewers are saying on the internet today, uh, Google Assistant is better, or, or if not par, to what Alexa and Siri have. So that's uh, one area I look at. Uh, machine learning has a direct impact on the quality of the internet products and the associated habit uh, formation that can form. Uh, we as users, if we are not satisfied, we can simply start using a competitor service so I always keep comparing Google search versus competitors such as Microsoft Bing and then Facebook app and uh, Snapchat and TikTok. And I keep an eye on the competition to see if they are providing better value to users by uh, inventing new machine learning techniques. So that's the first bucket. That's how machine learning impacts uh, the competitive landscape. The second bucket is actually the creation of intrinsic value using, using machine learning. As uh, Warren Buffett said in his uh, 1992 Berkshire Hathaway letter, growth is always a component in the calculation of value whose impact can be negative as well as positive. So when I look at the proprietary technology of machine learning, I try to assess whether these companies are generating positive value or not from that technology. And what I mean by that is that are they generating a return greater than their cost of capital by use of this new technology? And if they are generating this excess return, I account for that value created in my estimate of intrinsic value. So in summary, uh, definitely machine learning plays an important role for me to assess these companies. And I continue to believe them to be attractive investment opportunities. So for the final question, I'm going to go a little bit more lighthearted, uh, finish to the podcast. So uh, I'm a big movie buff, so I'll, I'll end with a movie uh, question. So what is your favorite movie about science fiction and futuristic technology, whether it's AI, machine learning, or something else? And, and I'll give you some choices. The Terminator series, uh, which deals with AI. Uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, which again deals with AI. Minority Report, iRobot, or The Matrix series. Honestly, uh, some of the stuff they show in science fiction movies scares me if they become true. <laughs> uh, but uh, my assessment of uh, some of uh, the science fiction concepts is that uh, they are at least 20 to 30 years away. But amongst the science fiction movies you mentioned, I enjoyed uh, Tom Cruise's Minority Report the most. I think that movie was released 15 to 20 years ago. And many of those science fiction concepts shown in that movie are still at very early stages of research 20 years later. So that, that gives me some comfort that uh, these crazy uh, inventions are far, far uh, away. 
Excellent. Well, well, Varun, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. This has been great. Uh, and hopefully, you know, next time we get to do this, we'll be face to face back in the office. But I think it's, uh, it's going to be a while until then. So uh, thank you very much. I really appreciate your time. Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. This material is for informational purposes and is prepared by Diamond Hill Capital Management. The opinions expressed are as of the date of publication and are subject to change. These opinions are not intended to be a forecast of future events, a guarantee of future results, or investment advice. Reliance upon this information is at the sole discretion of the listener. Investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal.